You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello and welcome back, or welcome. (laughs) I hope everybody is well. Um, It's the middle of summer in the thick of Sydney, Australia. (laughs) It is so hot. Um, I'm currently sitting in my recording space and I've had to turn off all ventilation. So I'm sitting here thinking, fuck, I have to get this episode down. I have to do it fast um, and I have to, yeah, sort my shit (laughs) so I don't die in this room. In celebration of the silly season, we will continue with some stories um, around New Year's. I mentioned in the last episode that we would kick off the new year with that, the series of building a better you. So um, we're parking that for now. um, And I want to bring you eight stories from New Year's. So let's start. These are true stories. There's a little bit of true crime. There's a little bit of like ghostly, maybe interference uh, and some weird people. First story, there's a couple living in Alabama um, and it's around New Year's in 2015. So the husband was taking his rubbish, um, I believe in America you call it trash, (laughs) um, and he saw a shadow outside. So there was actually a trespasser who opened their gate outside and let himself into the breezeway. So I didn't know what a breezeway was, so I had to Google it. Ultimately, it's the roofed outdoor passage between a house and a garage. I think we have one. Anyway, I've never heard of it before. The trespasser was completely butt naked wearing only a Ronald Reagan rubber mask covering his head and a sock covering his other parts. So the couple see him, they call the police. The police arrive, they do a search and there's no trace of him. So the police um in all their wisdom were like guys just calm down um he's not going to last long in this weather middle of winter and in how he was dressed so the couple um the couple were a little bit like did we imagine this they go and ask neighbors for any footage that they may have and there's actually footage there's pictures of this dude and he's like crouched to the ground it's so creepy it's so creepy he's got his mask on and he's like crouched super low to the ground he looks like he's about to like launch himself at someone uh creepy as shit having a naked dude roaming around your your house your property whatever it is there's a few theories around you know who this dude was um but ultimately you know they're like thinking oh was it a dare and he was dead to do that you know was he um, you know, drinking excessively at a New Year's party, whatever. When I was researching it, um, the wife was talking to the police and she was like, I don't think he had a gun on his person. 
And I was like, he's naked. <laughs> Where on his person would that be? So yeah, he might have hidden one somewhere if he was doing something sinister, but he was fucking naked as shit. So anyway, scary at the time, but they said that they can look back on it now and laugh. The Naked Man at New Year's. So the next one is more true crimey. It's kind of messed up. Actually, it's very messed up. So let me just uh, talk you through this one. In 2015, same year, New Year's Eve, the police receive a phone call from a guy, his name is Mario, who claimed his brother, Christian, had just cut off their mother's head with an axe. So police attend the scene and they find the mother, whose name was Maria, decapitated. She was 48 years old. And her head and body are out near the garbage bins or garbage cans, I think you call them. Um, well, I think Americans call them. With the, um, yeah, with the mother's head disposed in one of them. The younger brother, whose name's Christian, um, completed this heinous act and then just fled the scene. So the sheriff's office do find him roughly 30 minutes later he's on a bicycle he's about a mile from his home they take him into custody so what drives someone to do something like this he claims that he was sick to death of her nagging and this was because she had asked him several times to move some boxes in the attic um I mean, nagging's not cool. Like, yes, I hate when people nag. Like, it's but, but fucking hell, what drives you to that point? So there is more to the story. The dude was 23. Um, he's got mental health concerns. But you're 23. You are old enough to be making your own decisions. If you are living at home and you don't like that environment or you feel like you're consistently being nagged, for example, you have the ability to leave you don't have to be there it's said that he liked to be alone he would often watch tv play video games and sit outside for hours on end and stare at the grass and the sky he was diagnosed with schizophrenia um, and he sometimes heard echoes um in the in the night underneath his bed so he would um flip his mattress um to I don't know what, <laughs> just flip his mattress, hoping that that would get rid of the voices, okay? Maria was, as I said, 48 years old, single mother. Um, she, she was really supportive of her son and was looking to ensure that he recovered or would, was well enough in some capacity. So she would often drive him to psychiatrist offices. She would leave work early to take him to therapy sessions. She uh, bought him all of his drugs and medications. Um, and there was a point where he stopped taking them. So she was crushing them up and putting them into his food. He So the brother Christian told his psychiatrist that he thought his older brother and mother were watching him through the TV. So he was severely paranoid. At one point, a few years earlier, his uncle um, wanted to have a chat with him. So called by the house and he found him in the backyard reading a Bible and chanting. And he was looking to the sky because he was speaking to God. So when this act occurred, his brother was down visiting the family for the holiday season and his mother wouldn't 
get to see him obviously as often as the son who lives with her. So she was spending a little bit more time with Mario in the efforts to kind of make up for lost time, if you like. They're all in the lounge room and Christian says, do you want me to help you with those boxes now? And the mother says, yes, let's go do that. They go upstairs together and they go to deal with the boxes. So the other son, uh, Mario's downstairs. He's, I don't think he was reading or something like that. And um, he hears a really loud thud. And he's like, well, they're moving boxes. So I'm not going to think like it could just very well have been a dropped box. He didn't hear any screaming or yelling or an altercation or anything, a struggle even. He didn't hear anything like that. He's just thinking, okay, they're working on moving the boxes, whatever, whatever. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. The mother had invited over a friend and she was going to dye her hair. So the woman actually arrives and she goes through the garage and she sees the, the son, Christian, and it looks like he's cleaning up red paint. And he had like a broom of some description. I don't know. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. And she looked at him and she's like, he looks a bit weird. He looks like um, distressed. Uh, okay. I don't know. So anyway, walks in um, and then the son that was downstairs thinks shit they've actually been gone a really long time so he goes right I'm gonna go check on them so goes to find them and instead finds a puddle of blood with the axe leaning against the wall and then he discovers his mother's headless body and then he calls 911 so in the uh, mugshot pictures of Christian he looks like a small child having his uh, school pictures taken and he has this really big smile smirk thing on his face um he looks fucking unhinged he apparently spent two days plotting her death and he tells detectives that he was just really angry because he was being asked to do stuff so he decided i'm gonna finish her he's charged with uh first degree murder that's so fucked up. It is so, so fucked up. What about unwanted guests? <laughs> so this is a true story as well um, around a ghost-like visitor over the New Year's period. The woman who experienced this claims that the first time they heard these, this visitor ghost, whatever, they were cleaning up their house in preparation for guests who were coming over. Um, they noticed that the, there was two of them, a male and a female, and they noticed that as they were moving certain items into locations, they were being moved back or completely disappearing. Initially, they thought, oh, you know what, maybe we're just imagining this. Let's just carry on. We've got cleaning to do. They... Um, continue cleaning the place a friend arrives the friend is watching tv with the male and um, they're having this conversation and they're talking about something debating something and um, they're in the middle of the discussion and they hear a really loud voice say right as in i'm in agreement with you and they were like what the hell they look around they can't find anyone in the house so a while later the woman goes into the bathroom and she's washing her hands afterwards and she hears this really loud cough <coughs> behind her head and her hair stands up on end and she's like holy shit someone just coughed near the back of my head i'm out and she books it out of the bathroom she goes and tells um the the two that were already there and she tells them what happened and they were like mm, okay a while later, more guests are showing up and there were two other guests who 
also went to the bathroom at different times and had the same cough behind them. They came out and they tell the group and they're like, my God, I feel like somebody was like watching me and coughing behind my neck. And the lady's like, see, see, I didn't make this up. They, um, they weren't aware that she'd had that experience. Nothing else happened that night, but they were worried enough that this would be a repeat ghost on uh, other holiday periods popping up around the house just to be a menace. So the next one is several years ago, New Year's, and this is a Reddit story. And basically there was a creature that was not human nor animal. We have four people, they're sitting, they're drinking, and they're just having a good time. They were at a party. I believe they went downstairs from the party and they were smoking and drinking um, and they were just kind of chilling for a little bit. So they see a man stumbling down the road, not thinking much. They're like, well, it's New Year's, that's expected, everyone's drinking, whatever. About a minute later, they see a high school girl. So she's in a high school uniform, no shoes on, nothing on her feet, and she's booking it down the road, like absolutely sprinting down the road. They are like, okay, so maybe there's a party over there, right? This is, this is you know, people are kind of, you know, leaving or whatever it might be. They lose sight of the, the school girl and then all of a sudden they look down the road and she's sprinting harder than anything that they've ever seen before. She sees the group, she runs to them. She, they, they say that she didn't really appear intoxicated. They weren't like, okay, this is a drunk party goer. They were like, okay, she's relatively sober. What the hell is going on? There was another female there and they say to her, um, take the girl and jump in the car, lock the doors because they had their car there as well. And the guys decide to walk up the street and see what it is that's uh, chasing people away because the girl was really, um, she was in a lot of shock and she was like, I don't know what it is. And so anyway, the guys go walking up the street and they see something and they claim that it looked like a naked person, but it wasn't human because it was half squatting and its hands were underneath and dragging along the ground and limp by their sides. So kind of monkeyish looking slash human. They couldn't make out its face. However, it starts growling and making this gurgling noise at them as if it was like choking on blood. And they look at each other and they're like, fuck no don't know what this is, don't want to know, I'm out. And then they take off. There was one sober designated driver. They open the doors, they get in, and they just get the hell out of there with the girl in the car um, to ensure that, yeah, she's looked after. Yuck. <laughs> There's a place that's allegedly haunted called the Agora Theatre and Ballroom. It's in Cleveland, Ohio which is uh, known as the story of the man in the yellow coat. So on the 31st of December, several years ago, ghost hunters decided they were going to attend the theater and see if they can spot the man and communicate with him. So during the investigation, one of the ghost hunters felt cold water on the back of her legs. So she reaches down to feel it and she's like, well, hang on a sec. My tights that I have on are still dry. And there was no one behind her to spill liquid. So it was particularly odd. 
she still had a strange wet sensation on the back of her legs and she still kept feeling water hitting the back of her legs a few minutes after. This is apparently a very common experience which people often relate back to the yellow raincoat man. Apparently he's not shy. There have been sightings of him in the middle of performances on stage along the catwalk and um, the viewing balconies. So he has been sighted repeatedly in these places. There's also a lot of activity, particularly when there's nobody around. And a lot of the, the workers there say, you know, he's doors opening and shutting all the time we go there there's no breeze there's nothing and then they're like well you know this this could be the yellow raincoat man there's a story of an inn on main street bed and breakfast which is at weaverville north carolina and there are new year's spirits on new year's if anyone is staying there guests frequently hear pictures fall um, off walls repeatedly however when they go to look there's nothing that's fallen. So there's no physical evidence, but they hear it. Um, they hear the back door open and close, but they never see someone entering or exiting the building. So apparently it was built about 100 years ago, this particular inn, and the innkeepers themselves that work there know of at least one death in the house. There are blood stains under the tiles in the bathroom that was once part of an operating room and lab. The blood stain itself would never come out of the bathroom. So they, you know, tried sanding, they tried doing everything, repainting over, um, no luck. So they resorted to actually retiling it to hide the actual blood stains. So that is the Main Street bed and breakfast. Is it haunted? Maybe. Okay, lucky last. Um, I had never heard of this place before. Hotel Monte Vista, which is otherwise referred to as the Hotel of the Dead Stars. And during the 1940s and 1950s, it was a very popular spot for Hollywood guests. There were people there like John Wayne, Spencer Tracy, Humphrey Bogart, um, Anthony Hopkins, etc, etc. So there is allegedly a ghost there. In, it's apparently a bellboy so he will knock on doors of the rooms and then people go to the doors and there's no one there and they hear it as plain as plain this has been experienced by dozens and dozens of guests over the years he is often joined by the ghost of a woman who has been seen outside of a particular suite so it turns out that she haunts this particular suite because prior to that, there were two prostitutes murdered in that room. So for some reason, she feels drawn to protecting that particular room. Another weird spirit that hangs out is the, a man who endlessly paces Gary Cooper's room. Apparently, you can hear him coughing and clearing his throat. Uh, many guests feel very, very um, disturbed, and they have this distinct feeling that someone is continuously watching them in that room. There is a spectral entity that was a former bank robber. He's said to haunt the saloon. 
So there is a hotel desk clerk who reported in 1970 three men robbed a nearby bank. In celebration of their robbery, they decided to stop by the hotel for a drink in the lounge, even though one of the men had been shot in their escape. So he was bleeding out and they were like, let's go have a bevy at this hotel. Nice. While this dude was having his drink, he dies. And some believe that his spirit haunts the saloon. Apparently, if you are enjoying a drink in the cocktail lounge, you may sense the spirit of the bank robber who died. And then there is room 220 where a maintenance man locked up the room. So he goes to the room, he's looking around, he completely locks it, he goes away. Five minutes later, he returns to find the the doors still locked, goes in, television inside is on full volume, and all of the bed's sheeting and linen were removed and on the floor. I've never heard of this place before. Never heard of it. I think... I feel like I need to do some more research on it because it is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating, Um, particularly with that much activity in one location. That's quite rare. For there to be activity, you do have to have very strong, um, present ghosts or spirits, if you like. So, yeah, so super interesting. Well, that's just a couple of New Year's related stories from me today. I hope that you all have a wonderful New Year's and I look forward to catching up with you in 2023. I hope that these true stories have gotten you in the spirit to celebrate or maybe convinced you not to celebrate and stay at home and lock all your doors and windows. I don't know. In the meantime... You can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Visit my website, Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com. Drop on my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly. If you are listening to this podcast and you want to see the video versions, they are exclusive to Spotify. You can jump on Spotify and you can type in Aesthetic Vibes Podcast and you'll get a little glimpse into me sitting in my bright yellow chair talking um well with my extreme hand gestures (laughs) okay with all that being said uh catch you in 2023 so until next time bye bye guys have a good one